Hey, it's Edgar. Hi, it's Olivia. And welcome to the Minority Report podcast. This week, we talk about Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation to the Supreme Court. We talk about voting and we talk about tiger population doubling. This weekend. Um, So unless you are not American and or you've been living under a rock. We do have a lot of listeners from the UK. I looked at our analytics the other day. Hi, British people. uh, I'm pretty sure that they're like, they also know exactly (laughs) what's what's happening. Um, Lots of people devastated by what happened this weekend. Um, We've been talking about Brett Kavanaugh for a couple of weeks now. I feel yeah. like everyone is pretty well acquainted with what that story is. Mm-hmm. Um, but developments since we recorded last, because we took last week off, mm-hmm. there was a limited FBI probe where they talked to like nine people. Yeah. Um, those results came out. Limited by the Trump White House, by the way. Yes. Limited by the Trump White House. Um those results came out, uh, basically Republicans saying that none of the claims that were made by uh, Dr. Bozzi Ford were corroborated, um, and then the, the Senate voted this Saturday, mm-hmm. confirming Judge Kavanaugh yep. to the Supreme Court. So Judge Kavanaugh is now Justice Kavanaugh. <laughs> yep, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, we have a lot of feelings about it, but notably, um, some of the Senate Republicans who were supposed to be swing votes, uh, Jeff Flake, who actually called for the FBI probe, right. um, after right. it was his getting actions. stopped mm-hmm. in the elevator by two young activists. His, him asking for the FBI investigation prolonged this process. Um, so a lot of people were hopeful that Flake would um, maybe vote another way. At least that was um, what everyone was sort of thinking. That was the hope. At the beginning. But then what had happened on, f- I think it was Thursday or Friday. It was Thursday. They voted to go ahead and uh, meet to vote to either confirm him or not on Saturday. And Jeff Flake was one of those votes that voted to go ahead. Um, and that's when people were like, oh, no, what's yeah, what's about to happen here? This is why would he do this unless he were going to vote to confirm him? Unless he was doing a John McCain move in which uh, John McCain voted to have the vote and then during the vote voted no. Which, voted against his party, yes. which I didn't think was going to happen anyway. Um, and Suzanne Collins, another sort of swing vote. Um, she's a Senate Republican, but is known for uh, in critical moments voting against her party being more of an independent right um she also voted for uh kavanaugh and i think that point is really interesting because a lot of the concern with kavanaugh is him not being pro-choice um and suzanne collins is famously pro-choice um she is one of sort of the few senate republicans who is pro-choice um and you know she she gave like a pretty lengthy um 
explanation when she was voting to confirm Kavanaugh saying like I talked to him he said he had no you know he had no judicial point of view on Roe v. Wade and that he would have to you know or abortion or any of that um, and that he would have to review the case um, in order to really sort of make a judicial call Um, so he didn't really have you know she was she said she was comforted by that fact and went ahead and voted for him. Well, uh, did you get to see some of that speech? Most of it was really about how she felt that the way the confirmation was handled was yeah. um, extremely partisan, uh, which a lot of people found very rich uh, because this was a, a very her falling in line was a very partisan decision. I mean, yeah. Um, it so that was sort of interesting. It, it sort of calls. Um, into uh, there's this like notion that a lot of people have that um, his this man's life was being ruined um, by this and it was like a lot of Republicans had this viewpoint that um, sure uh, Ford may be credible sure Ford may have been assaulted um, but there was no evidence um, strong enough because they wouldn't do any investigating (laughs) so you know uh, uh, so they could go ahead and confirm uh, Kavanaugh on this sort of notion that it was a very partisan, very bitter partisan thing, which, I mean, isn't wrong. It was a very partisan uh, um, confirmation. Uh, one, from the get-go. From the get-go, one of the uh, most difficult uh, uh, confirmations. And it's, well, we'll get into it, but, I, you know, a lot of feelings towards Republicans, even Democrats, uh, on how all this was handled and, you know, how it could have been handled better, but uh, that's besides the point. I, you know, right now uh, we have to deal with the fact that Kavanaugh is a Supreme Court justice, and that has huge implications. That's a massive loss, um, and it cannot be um, overstated. Like this is bad. Yeah. This is very, very dark times. I mean, the the we've talked about this before, but the justice who he replaced, Justice Kennedy, was more often than not a swing vote. He was definitely like he was a conservative leaning judge, right. but he was more moderate. Uh, Kavanaugh, I think, as we saw in some of the hearings and the testimony, is definitely more. Um, and you know, even in his past rulings, is definitely more conservative and is definitely more staunchly conservative. That's part of the reason that he was picked. He like came up in the Federalist Society in law school, um, and is has kind of been primed for this a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, you're gonna start to see Supreme Court decisions leaning pretty, pretty conservatively. I, right. I, I mean, that's what we can assume. We, yeah, that's we don't what know we for assume. we don't know for sure, and that's sort of but one I of the mean, wild things about yeah. the Supreme Court. People vote in, in differing ways a lot of the times. Um, but I'm not holding my breath here. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was. Um, I mean, there is really no way to put into words. I don't know if you saw some of the voting. It was very surreal. There was there was thousands of protesters outside the Capitol as the vote was happening, and you could hear the protesters through the walls. Yeah, uh, it was. It's a very eerie thing uh, to hear, and it's just so. It's like a movie almost. You know, it's like you you can't believe um, that it's happening. And through through this entire process, the the one thing that I kept sort of thinking is. 
what a colossal failure to us by our government. What a colossal failure of government for uh, uh, Christine uh, Blasey Ford. Um, she was let down by this. She sacrificed uh, a lot in her life by coming forward. She's a very brave woman. Um, she did not have to do this. Um, and in fact, she didn't even want to. At first, she was anonymous. Um, and her life will forever be changed. And um, we let her down. Yeah. And, and that's just so uh, horrible. Um, and I say we because really, even though Republicans let us down, Democrats let us down, everyone let us down, we let ourselves down um, by not showing up at the polls. Um, and I know it's not all our fault. Gerrymandering is definitely a thing out there. Voter suppression, definitely a thing out there. Um, but we bear some of that blame. Yeah. And it is very hard. It's a very hard pill to, to swallow. swallow. I mean, um, you just look at the voting stats of people, you know, around our age, millennials, right? so to speak, and it's pretty dismal, even with, you know, gerrymandering and systematic voter suppression and all of those things. It's still amongst, you know, at least our age group, pretty low it's, voter turnout. It, so that's sort of, you know, and we'll have a more general discussion on how we feel about what what happened this weekend where how do we feel about 2018 in general how we feel about the trump administration um in just a second but before we get to that i think it's very important what happened this weekend um should wake everybody up and chuck schumer uh said it perfectly uh, in his speech while the vote was happening he said um there is only one solution and that solution is to vote um, so we decided this episode, instead of doing a normal, typically long episode, we're going to have one topic, which is uh, the Kavanaugh confirmation. Uh, but we're also going to encourage you um, to vote. Please, please vote. Um, if you are hearing this episode here in Texas, now, wh wherever you are, um, your voting rules are different. We encourage you to go to your county website, your state website, and figure out um, your details. It is very important. If you're in Texas and you're hearing this before the 9th, you still have a chance to register to vote if you have not registered. Um, I would also like to urge you for people who think they are registered, um, double check. Go. It's very easy. All you have to do is put in your address, um, your driver's license number, and it will let you know if you are registered. Um, double check. Make sure that you are. This is... I mean, cannot stress it enough this is very important uh please double check um and also uh we highly recommend you early vote uh, early voting is coming up here in texas in october and everywhere else pretty soon um it's er great it's er amazing it's amazing it is so there are no lines it is so convenient uh, you just go in and you walk out and the whole thing takes 10 minutes exactly you work <laughs> it in your schedule you can get it done um and of course if you just cannot make it uh, before election day election day is november 6th um we just want i i mean we just need we need to i mean there isn't much we can do right now after this horrible loss except um you know spread that message please please um we beg you if you are if you've never voted if you never thought it, it mattered if you are fed up with everything going on um vote see see what can happen see yeah. what can change um, and pay attention to your local elections in this 
in the midterms, there are a lot of county and regional judges that are going to be voted on. Those people yep. get voted on by you yep. in most states. Um, and you can look them up. You can look their policies up. You can see what their judicial philosophies are and vote for them. And that's how people like Kavanaugh get to the place there are. They start locally. Right. And they have to work their way up. So... I would highly, highly recommend you pay attention to everything on your local ballot, but especially if this Brett Kavanaugh thing has shaken you up like it's shaken a lot of people up, including myself, like really do do your due diligence and do your research on every everything on the ballot, but especially pay attention to um, the judges that are being voted on. Absolutely. Um, okay, so that was our public service announcement <laughs> please go vote um but let's talk about how we feel about what happened this weekend and just how we feel in general about um our country about donald trump about all the things going on right now it was you know this is uh, quite possibly one of the lowest points um in, in a long time in a long time and we've had some pretty damn low points uh, uh, very recently um locking children up in cages for example um which was not that long ago (laughs) so how i know it feels like it literally feels like like years ago but it was like like, oh that was only like a month ago (laughs) it was like four months ago it's crazy um yeah so how you know i'll open the floor up to you first olivia how are you feeling after the election or after the confirmation of kavanaugh bad um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean i think the general sentiment like it's hard i'm trying not to but it's hard not to feel some level of just like desperation and dread right. just like throughout um right. trying to tackle it in a positive way yeah by voting mm-hmm. um and by being active and like really trying to do the research and try to look at the good but like it's it's hard when something like this happens and things like this keep not like this but things that really just drain you and put a weight on your spirit keep happening and it's government action that keeps making those feelings happen um like people in cages (laughs) um you know so like putting people in cages and like you know just not caring about american citizens when they go through natural disasters and you know just a whole host of things like 2018's been pretty shit and this is just another like pretty shit moment yeah I'm trying to approach it in a positive manner, but sometimes you just kind of got to like take a second and feel the feels. Not too long because then that's a spiral (laughs) and you just won't do anything. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to take a second and like really feel the feels. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's hard as a liberal person. It's also hard as a woman in this country. Um, one of the one of the bigger sort of woes about Brett Kavanaugh is how he feels about um, abortion and his sort of rulings in the past. Right. Um, right. A lot of ca- the one case that a lot of people cite is 
the 17 year old girl he made um he denied an abortion to made her carry the pregnancy to term and um yeah a lot of people cite that and it's like wow that is a scary thought and even i think i was i was listening to the daily this morning they're like yeah i mean you're going to see gun laws roll back you're gonna start see like you're gonna start seeing affirmative action really dwindle into nothing you're going to start seeing abortion rights constricted yeah. and like i mean I would this be is ca- a longer I would be term careful process making, i would be careful making just being honest i would be careful making those statements because we we really don't know yeah. um of course uh, when it comes to women's rights it's very evident uh the way judge kavanaugh feels but one of uh, the scary things like you mentioned we don't really know where he falls on some of these other things. We know he is staunch pro-gun supporter, but his rulings, do we know what he would rule? We don't know. And that's, I mean, that's sort of the wild card aspect of it too, you know? Yeah. I mean, is it, is, it is definitely a wild card and I don't want to presume, like, I don't want to say that, yeah, I've been through all of his, all of his records and I know how he's going to, you know, like. You can protect how he's going to vote and everything. No, there are other people who are way smarter than me who can do that. But I think it's just, it's not like a logical reaction. But I think hearing that this morning and just right. be, it's just kind of like a oh shit moment because it, it, it's turned from like Justice Kennedy being a swing vote and like, yeah, he might vote in favor in some of these things, but maybe not. Like that was a more comfortable place to be in versus kavanaugh who is much more conservative much more conservative Um, absolutely and i'm not trying to say that this is going to be a change that's happening overnight this is a long term this is going to be like a long term like throughout the course of so many years that this is going to happen but at least from my estimation you're going to start like you're going to start seeing these things happening maybe not in major ways um but there are definitely going to be ways that it starts happening that is definitely concerning and this dude is on the supreme court until he decides he doesn't want to be on the supreme court anymore or he dies right it's a life appointment (laughs) you know um absolutely he's he's there absolutely this was um when it when it happened um i couldn't believe it um i i had got after the Thursday vote to um, vote on Saturday, um, I had already known that he was going to be confirmed. Um, but really before then, I was really holding out hope. And there was a lot of indications that things may swing the other way. Um, but then, of course, they didn't. And above, you know, we can talk about Judge Kavanaugh and his potential choices all day. Um, but that's that's something we don't even know about yet. What we can talk about and what is a horrendous, horrible thing that happened was... Uh, the lack of uh, due diligence in confirming a Supreme Court judge. We have to remember, this is the Republican Party that stole a nomination from Barack Obama. This is the Republican Party um, who rushed the confirmation of a guy who uh, has multiple sexual assault allegations on without doing the due diligence, without doing proper investigation into all of those claims um and of course you can blame the republicans for doing their horrible horrible thing by rushing this and i remember um uh, one of the huge reports that had come out was that republicans had known about the second allegation in yale um 
bef- way before the media did, weeks before, and, and were still, still trying, trying to rush, rush it, it um, which just absolutely paints their motivations clear as day. Um, but also, it's like, it's not just the Republicans. The Democrats held, uh, Senator Feinstein held on to this information uh, till the very last moment. Um, and, and maybe there's some strategy behind that um, in hindsight 2020. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, the, it, yeah, there, I mean, there's there been were... this argument for a long time that Democrats need to play dirty. And, you know, it, for, it, it's a very hard argument to sort of fall behind because it's like when, you know, as Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Um, but this is it's sort of like these are the these are the moments. These are the moments when you have to pull out all the stops and you can't especially as a person of color especially as a woman you can't help but feel like what the fuck are these lawmakers doing why are they not trying every single thing to stop this um and you just feel absolutely helpless both democrats both republicans you know what i mean it's like um you know it's like what's happening here what what are they doing um so that's sort of you know like you said that's my low point that's my spiral but you can't stay in that always uh you have to uh move forward um of course uh this is not the end um yes he is a justice midterms are coming up midterms mean a lot um getting a uh democratic uh majority here um even though you know democrats aren't the greatest either but getting them a majority um can ensure that we get a proper investigation on donald trump uh ensures that we can look into these things and not only that um as we mentioned during our um episode on gorsuch there are ways um, to change the Supreme Court. You can actually add more judges. Not trying to get everyone's hopes up, uh, but that is a possibility to sort of combat what has happened. Pack to the fill, court. Pack the court, exactly. Fill the court. Um, so it's like, you know, uh, it's a very depressing and, and sad thing that happened this weekend. And I've seen, you know, not calling anybody out, but I've seen some of my friends be very apathetic about it, being like, Eh, Donald Trump is president. What can we expect? I also see a lot of my friends saying, I want to leave the country. Fuck this country. I'm done. And I totally understand both those sentiments. But at the same time, I'm like, this is more reason to fight. This is more reason to show up to the polls. Um, a lot of people were sort of, um, <laughs> they were like, it was this thing they were saying, if, if he gets the nomination, it will galvanize Democrats. If he loses the nomination, um, it will galvanize Republicans. And I'm really, really hoping um, that that's true. And the loss here um, will motiv- will light a fire under everybody and will get people to those polls. Um, and, and that's all I can hope for right now. And of course, we will talk about it when midterms come up. They are coming up next month. It, it, it's happening. We are here. This November is November sixth yeah, is election is, day. This is end game stuff. Uh, Early voting in Texas starts <laughs> yeah. October twenty second. Yeah. Go. Yes. Yes. Um, the yeah. voting deadline in Texas is October 9th. Today or tomorrow, or it's already passed, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> we need you to go vote. If you feel as strongly as we do. You need to go vote. You need to tell everybody you know that they need to go vote. Um, it is the only way. That's 
simple as that. It is the only way. Um, Shame your friends and family. Yeah. Do it. Shame them. Um, Okay. That has been our um, very depressing discussion on uh, Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation to the Supreme Court. Um, He will actually be sitting in on the Supreme Court starting tomorrow, I think, if I read that correctly. Uh, so he's he's going to get at it. He's going to start uh, working. Of course, we will cover what happens with the Supreme Court. Um, it is a um, very interesting predicament to have someone who uh, has very interesting unorthodox feelings on uh, whether or not a president is immune to legal action. <laughs> I'm just... But, but more on that uh, another time. Like... <laughs> ugh. Yeah, it's it's depressing. Uh, Again, I uh, actually before we wrap up, I do want to, um, you know, uh, put a spot. Maybe this isn't the right terms to put a spotlight on uh, Ford and um, her amazing sacrifice. Um, You know, people were were doing this thing where they were sending letters of support to her, to her uh, university job. Um, I I mean, I don't know what you can do, but. you know, I can't even imagine what she's going through right now. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, the immense amount of bravery because yeah. this sort of thing is not something anyone wants to no. even talk about, let alone go in front of essentially the entire country, right? And the world, say, the world, yeah, and say, hey. I don't think, you know, you should take a look at this dude before you confirm him because this is something he did to me. Right. It's not something... It is you against the world. It's you against a lot of very powerful people and interests trying to silence you. Right. So... Right. Props. Okay, so, um, you know, we don't want to wrap up this episode with... uh, (laughs) such horrible news so we are gonna do our normal tell me something good um we're gonna uh do something a little um different um i'm gonna start off by talking about the nobel peace prize yay uh yes so uh one uh one you know it's very it's like almost poetic or maybe poetic's not the right word but as all this was happening with judge kavanaugh's who was being uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court, the Nobel Peace uh, uh, Council has announced the Nobel Peace Prize, and the Nobel Peace Prize will be go will be going to um, Nadia Murad, um, who is a rape survivor and activist, um, and Congolese uh, gynecologist um, Denise Mukiwi, um, who uh, what an amazing uh, man who um, is. A, anti-rape anti uh, use of uh, sex in war activist um so while all this with kavanaugh was happening the nobel peace prize decides to award it to anti-rape anti-sexual assault activists um it is the first time the nobel peace prize has ever been awarded to uh the, these types of activists and it is a very momentous and amazing thing to have happened um i don't know thoughts and feelings here yeah i mean i understand like i understand i don't know if it's quite right but i understand the use of the word poetic in this context um i mean i think it's great uh obviously these two people worked incredibly hard and 
are fighting for fighting the good fight for a great cause. Yeah. For great causes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the irony of the no, you know, the noble committee awarding, um, you know, a sexual assault survivor and a, um, you know, activist and anti-sexual assault activist. It's the Nobel peace prize. While at least here in America, we've been consumed with this trial and with the situ just with sexual assault in general for, you know, the better part of this year. <laughs> right. Um, but especially like these past couple of weeks, uh, yeah. What's really interesting about um, this decision too is that for the longest time, uh, the world really um, did not acknowledge or recognize the use of of uh, 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 horrible. Uh, sexual assault uh, of of rape of sex acts in war it, it was something that was taboo that people did not talk about um, and through activists um, it is something that was brought to the forefront it was something that we just couldn't ignore anymore um, and, and that's that's super super uh, meaning it's like it's so meaningful and it's you know, it's one of those things where you're like, well, yeah, of course, that's horrible. That's bad. Uh, but you never realize how it was just totally not recognized by the world until recently. And that is a very mind boggling thing. Um, it, it, and it goes for a lot of things. Where you don't even realize how recent a lot of this stuff is. And it just shows you how much further we have to go um, as a global community, as human beings. Um, so this is a um, astonishing, astonishing achievement um and it's also uh good on the nobel peace prize for um you know call putting attention where it needs to go where it needs to be um and like you said it is very very ironic that it happened while um we were dealing with this um in the u.s uh, but but it's not just the u.s it's a global thing of course um yeah that is a very wonderful piece of news um that can you know <laughs> Uh, sort of alleviate some of the horrible pain that we felt uh, this weekend. Uh, but anyways, um, let, let's make it a little more lighthearted. Uh, <laughs> some other things also happened uh, um, uh, uh, recently that are pretty good. So, Olivia, <laughs> tell me something good. So this is something that gave me a chuckle this weekend, which was oh, sorely yeah, yeah. needed. Yes. Um, so... Do you know who Banksy is, Edgar? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, so unless you've been living under a rock, Banksy is a very famous contemporary artist, mostly deals in street art and graffiti, um, had a print for sale this mm -hmm. weekend um, at Sotheby's, which is an auction house in London. Yes. This print of one of his very famous artworks, Balloon Girl, it's a girl reaching out towards a red balloon shaped like a heart. It's very famous. Um, a print of it sold at auction for $1.4 million. Ooh, that is a lot of money. Which tied his previous record of other works that he sold. But the kicker is <laughs> that... In the frame yes. of the print, yes. Banksy had installed a shredder. Yes. And so the minute... <laughs> a remote-controlled shredder. A remote-controlled shredder. 
So the minute that the print sold, the shredder started going off and it shredded the print the second it was sold. And Banksy either himself or had someone on the inside there filming the the, the vi- reaction the video is amazing the video is amazing everyone's just like what the fuck in total shock which by the way uh, I gotta say how did no one figure some figure something was up because that frame was hella thick that was like the thickest frame I've it ever was seen so thick. they just were like ah whatever it's just a frame like <laughs> something was gonna happen <laughs> uh, yeah. Go watch that video if you've it's, not seen it. It is amazing. And Banksy posted it to his Instagram with the caption, going, going, gone. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that was awesome. And I love that it didn't actually shred the entire thing. It like went halfway through. It was like, it's like a big fuck you. Like it just stopped halfway yep. through. Um, and, so that they couldn't piece it back together. And then they doubled the value of the thing. Yep, like it, it just doubled in value, which it is insane. It doubled in value. And I was like, which this, is insane. Uh, I mean, I get it. <laughs> Like, I get why it would double in value, but also... That's I mean, the bullshit. person who bought it at first must have been like, what the fuck? I just spent <laughs> one point b- b- billion dollars. Oh, no. Million dollars. Oh, no. And then... And now it's just like... Now it's worth sweet. double. And it's like, dope. Dope. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, but that was... That gave me a chuckle this weekend. That was cool. That was... I'm not like the hu- like the biggest fan of Banksy, but I thought oh, yeah. that was hilarious yes i i mean i i wouldn't call myself like a banksy follower but i'm definitely uh i appreciate banksy yeah uh, uh, have you seen exit through the gift shop i've seen half of it and it, i thought it was mad interesting yes uh i recommend you watch all of it watch the, the second half uh it is uh not what you expect it is a wild uh movie but banksy himself uh what uh you know, this world is filled uh, with a lot of horrible, crazy things and a lot of also mundane, everyday little things. And when you have someone who just, uh, you know, is so anti-everything and just does his own thing, it's, uh, I don't know, it's it's refreshing. So when I saw this, I was like, that was fucking dope. That was awesome. That, I thought like, it was hilarious. Just, I was like, this is the best. Yeah, it's the best. It's hilarious. And you see, like, it's so funny when you watch the video, the guy who, like, um, is, like, not guarding it, but standing right next to it, showing it off while uh, um, the auctioneer is auctioning it off. He freaks the fuck out. He's like, oh, no, what do I do? And then you see a group of people, like, trying to lift the frame off the wall. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, and you hear an, uh, a gasp. You hear people go, oh, and it's like, it's like legit what you see in a fucking movie, but in real life. But you know? in real life. But in real life. So amazing. Yeah, Banksy, crazy, crazy uh character, never change, makes the world interesting. Um okay, but actually before we um end the show, I do want to end on one more uh happy note. Um this is a story that I saw today and um I think it's a very meaningful thing. Everyone's favorite animal. The tiger. Roar is making a huge huge comeback um heck yeah the wild tigers out there in the world right now have doubled they have doubled uh that is amazing news uh for a lot of uh different reasons but really the tiger uh when you think of uh you know a big cat when you think of the most like majestic animal one of those animals that you think of is the tiger it is yeah it is like a mascot for just the animal you know what i mean it's like one of the most iconic animals when you think big cat you think lion you think tiger right those are like the things you think right right and it would have been 
such a shame to have lost the tiger to the world, this animal that has brought so much fascination and joy to everybody. And it's always a happy, like it's always happy whenever um, a species that is almost extinct, that has meant so much culturally to the world um, is almost gone, but then they come back. It's, it's like a great thing. You have to remember um, like, extinctions of very prominent animals have happened during recorded history the dodo like these are things that have happened um and and that we've managed to help tigers and they've doubled in population especially in tibet uh that's just great that is fantastic news now i'm not saying i want to see a tiger out there walking strolling while i'm taking a hike i don't want to see that i don't want that anywhere near me but i'm glad that they're out there and i'm glad that they are uh uh, doubling and expanding um i don't know whenever you uh just sort of think of all the horrible things happening in the world sometimes you just you know sometimes i like to think about things that don't have anything to do with us humans um and you think of the natural world and you think of great animals like the tiger um and you're like oh man how horribly sad is it that they're dying off but then you hear news like this and it's I don't know. It's awesome. Doubled in population. Yeah, that's like that's huge. That's amazing. I have like huge. actual numbers here. There's like roughly three thousand eight hundred ninety uh, tigers out there, um, all over thirteen countries in Asia. Um, three thousand eight hundred ninety. That's uh, that's an amazing number. But you have to remember, that's like a tiny number for any species. Oh yeah, that's think a, about it's it. It's a tiny number for any. Can you imagine there only being three thousand or so pigeons? Yeah, that's. That's wild to think. There are 3,000 pigeons in, like, a five-mile radius. Right, exactly. (laughs) Let alone, like, the entire world. Right, right, right. When you put put those numbers out there, it really puts everything in perspective. Um, But anyways, that is um, some more happy news. Just I was like, let's just pile on one more. Let's just have a bunch of happy news. It was kind of a bummer episode. I want to hear more about tigers. Yeah, it was a bummer episode for sure. Um, All right. That has been our episode for the week. As always, you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts, but on iTunes especially. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We know this episode was um, a little bit different. Um, We'll come back to normal in our next episode, and we'll talk to you then. Bye.